Welcome to episode 499 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. His name is Russell John, the Fisherman. What's up? What's up, Dave? How are you? I'm doing well. I am appreciating your Mick Foley uh, impersonation today. Yeah, uh, he's referring to my unbuttoned flannel uh, covering my stained uh, wife beater, which I don't think Mick Foley wore. And your long hair and facial but, hair. Yeah, my disheveled uh, braid and uh, my graying beard. You're also, right. guess what? You got better teeth than Mick Foley. How about that? <laughs> I have more teeth for sure. Hey, I there it is. <laughs> I was looking at the bright side of life. And for that, we always go to Atlanta, Georgia with Randy Michael Stat. Hell yeah. What's up? What's going on, old boy? Chilling, dude. Uh, my voice sounds weird because I tried talking loud last night for several hours at a show <laughs> and at a, uh, a a place where I ate that was loud uh, beforehand, too. Uh, met up with a friend of the show, Amanda Cooper, and went, went to go see the band Omni at the Earl. And uh, yeah, that's what my voice sounds like after Are I tried to speak Are these words supposed loud. to mean something to us? Omni sort of. at the they Earl? They were to people listening. It sounds like a fancy dinner. Omni at the Earl. It sounds that's a hotel. That's a hotel restaurant. I mean, Omni that hotels is. are uh, pretty pretty nice. No, but at this, this is like the opposite. the The Earl would be the hotel, and Omni oh, sure. is the uh, is the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I heard they that's, got a good steak there. They wouldn't have steak. It would be like molecular. <laughs> nonsense is what was if it would be omni dude if you're have if you're having a restaurant at the earl hotel dude it's gonna be molecular that's a fact and for that we got oksana (laughs) valerian of osachi behind the wall do you mean like everything's a paste or no i don't no i don't (laughs) oksana not everything is a paste molecular gastronomy it's basically like powders and dusts Ooh, somebody yeah. heard a new podcast. <laughs> so like yeah. Space food or something. Well, is what I pictured. Also, hi. Hi, <laughs> hi, space food. I do like the concept for a bar, though. A tube bar. <laughs> you walk in and they give you a packet of toothpaste that you eat from. Oh, I'm sure it's a thing. I'm sure Randy would do it. It sounds very European, <laughs> which Randy can explore on his trip to Paris. Sure, I'll suck down a tube. <laughs> That's the subway system, Randy. <laughs> sure. Well, y'all love talking about tube steak. Hey. Yeah. We're R- big ZZ Top fans <laughs> over here. R.I.P. Three friends. <laughs> um. Okay, it's going to be a quick one today, too. Um. Up Good. top, I do want to mention, I'm going to do my due diligence and mention the uh, Film Fest, which uh, we're a part of, coming up March 26th through the 31st. That's the extended dates. Tuesdays at the Alamo. It's actually not our event. They're just partnering with us. But we do have a extra show Wednesday at the ATA, which is going to be like a mixer for filmmakers. But we decided to open it up to badge holders, too. I, we're going to be screening something um, special there. So, yeah, don't miss out on that. Thursday, we're going to do the regular ATA thing. And then Friday is now a full day at the Balboa where we will stay Saturday and then Sunday, we're going to close it out the four star. Um, Badges are going. So So all day Saturday, it's a Balboa and Friday and Friday. Yep. And And Sunday we're closing it out at the four star. Yeah. So we're going to be showing a couple of, uh, that's a 12 star event right there. 
we got a special print that we're showing this year too. I believe it's the first time that we're actually we're shipping out film to the unnamed footage festival. We're paying three hundred dollars to ship sixty pounds of movie. Uh, what movie? Stay tuned. You'll find out. But yeah, don't miss out this year. That's like half a Randy. I know. (laughs) The lineup should be announced by the time this episode is up. Ah, that's fair, but I don't trust it. Yeah, go look for it. Google us. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, the wheels are falling off the car that is Russell as a man. I have, uh, I have like 12 hours of work to do and two hours of availability. I've actually given up a lot on this show this week, but that'll be fine. Episode 500's around the corner. That's going to be good. Um, Hopefully. I'm not naming names because we don't have anything in the can and we know how that goes. But TBR this week, sorry, Thomas, I got to bump it. If I'm rushed because I have a hard out today, I apologize, boys. We got, and Randy, what do we got? Hard ons. Thank you so much. All right. Both of you? (laughs) Shit. Twin Towers, dude. (laughs) Did you hear about that asteroid that's supposed to be coming very close to Earth? Maybe it has something to do with that. No, really? Uh, Do tell. Randy, you're supposed to keep us. you know, it's not gonna hit space. so don't get yeah. excited oh, it's not no Dang. it's not the uh, it's not the uh end we've all been wishing for uh close enough that i don't know people you know it's on the internet who cares also <laughs> real quick is that an egg salad sandwich that's what it looks like from oh here. my god kill it no randy you can't hide it fine <laughs> this week's snack of the week homemade egg salad sandwich from your boy Hell that yeah. I was not going to do, but Randy called it out. Because you know why? Because the people want it. Hit it again. Because they could hear it, probably. What's the difference between a snack and a meal, though? The, because this is one piece of bread. <laughs> you know, we were watching a uh, little kid's show on YouTube, and Oksana got violently angry over this children's book I have a beef with miss rachel's reading of a book it was, also, it was written oh. in the book it's printed in the book so it's really the book's fault but a kid had a yeah 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 easy with the blaming miss rachel okay <laughs> i don't want to get an assassin over here no, no I she's know. got a lot of power she does all right explain your beef so it was a story about i think hold on that's was- a new segment explain your beef <laughs> <laughs> with oksana osaji <laughs> i i mean i it's. I think it, it would irritate anyone. There's a sentence in a book about a kid who's like at school and he misses his parents. But then he takes a deep breath and draws a picture for his parents. There's a lot of context. He's happy. <laughs> the sentence is, he had fun reading, uh, reading books, eating snack, and playing with blah, blah, blah. But like, shouldn't it be eating snacks or a snack? Yeah, the, the way to make Oksana mad is really the only way to do it. It's just it's grammatical syntax. errors in syntax. Yeah. And I'm like, I understand. I understand your beef there. You know, it might also just be that I've heard that book like 15 times in the past month. So it's like it it just wears me down each time. <laughs> I think you're just hangry and needed a snack. Well, anytime I see that out in the wild, I feel like that. I always attribute that to an ESL thing. Yeah, but it's not. It's a printed book. I know what you mean, and yeah. I have a movie I'm going to talk about later that does exactly that. <laughs> yeah, or like indie horror games where you're like, oh, some smart kid in like Mexico made a game and tried to get it in another market and just had Google yeah. Translate. Yeah, it's over. just like there's yeah. some weird little gr- grammatical nuances we have that are you know very tricky to navigate. Yeah, um, I mean, that even people that have been speaking it their entire lives cannot navigate. 
No. English I mean, is the majority a, of the country. A strange, strange language. But, you know, one of the benefits is we make shit up and then it gets added to the dictionary. Or we redefine words. This is a very Orwellian era we're in. Anyway, seven, March. Don't go back to that. I didn't even get to talk about my egg salad sandwich. Nobody asked. <laughs> Randy literally asked. Randy, okay, fine. Talk about your fucking egg. Before we started this episode, I had to run downstairs. because, And I, I think I told Russell that I had to amend my egg salad recipe. I had forgotten to add uh, Worcestershire sauce. It needed a little bit of that zing, you know. It needed a little bit of that hit of acid. Also, didn't have any lemon uh, juice. Could have uh-huh. used a little bit of that, you know. Need a little zing, little zang, little twang if you're fancy. All right, is that it? Okay. Why do you, <laughs> Can no, we no, close no. out this no, cool no, guy no. clip? No, of no, week? no, 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 no. I like how uh, weird and uncomfortable this makes you. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm just bored. No, bro. your face looks like. That you're trying to decode a lock at the Smithsonian. Describe what that looks like. You at the Smithsonian (laughs) and everyone going, why is he here? And then what kind of face would describe that? Like, what are the features? Like raised eyebrow, squinted eyes? Drool coming out of your mouth and Mm -hmm. your eyes are crossed. (laughs) That's just because I had really bad heartburn. I'm getting a little bubbly down there. You get you get cross-eyed when you're. Heart, I get drooly and cross-eyed when I have heartburn. So I always got tums in my pocket. I've got one tum in my pocket. Nice, Randy. You a big egg salad guy? <laughs> uh, not really, but uh, I'm not opposed to it. I just it's not something I really eat. Yeah, I know that uh, Randy has an aversion to uh, mayonnaise-based products. I've been so I've been. Uh, Experimenting with a little bit of mayonnaise these days. I've been making breakfast sandwiches yeah. with, uh, you know, mayonnaise and a hot sauce sort of mixture and a, just a tad bit of a, a water to sort of thin it out a little bit. Okay. A little, what's that make? A little pink? Yeah, usually. Uh, you know, Randy, that's Steven Tyler's favorite color. Same. <laughs> pink is your favorite color? No, it's okay. not. Thank, thank you so much. Randy was adding on to the Steven You Tyler. can pull it off. Yeah, dude. Aren't, aren't you Knuff? I have a uh, sweatshirt from the Treefort Music Festival from last year that is like roughly pink. It's pretty close to pink. What is roughly It's like a peach. peach. Okay. Not like a salmon. I mean, salmon, that is straight pink. Yeah? Yeah. Somewhere closer there. A little bit warm. A warm pink. Yeah. Oh, no. Now daddy's getting a little worked up. <laughs> You look like you're unlocking a lock at the Smithsonian right now, dude. <laughs> All right, Randy Michael Stat, we go to Wait, the- no, no, are we done with the egg salad? We're done with the egg salad. All right, here we go. Egg salad. <laughs> fuck you, fuck bull. I hit the wrong one, but <laughs> I decided to let it play. God, you you try to be smooth, but yet your crowbars are so like orchestratedly just uh, erect uncoordinated. Metal. Erect metal. That's my crowbar. Twisted metal. Also, your favorite show of 2023. Nice. Not done yet either because it is found footage February. And uh, we found... Mm, I'm sorry, I totally forgot. We found... Oh, you forgot it was found footage February? I did. <laughs> that explains your movies this week, but it's okay. Yeah. We all forget. Um, oh, you don't know, dude. Oh, maybe you got a hidden one in there? You don't know. Uh, anyway, we found some footage in the mail. 
Is a good, that's a good sucker. That's dude. Oh that's yeah, because we got we got a female bag. Yeah, but in physical form, found footage, physical male form. No, we're not gonna do that again. Anyway, uh, shout out to friend and family and former guest Zach Carter who sent me a. I think he's um, whittling down his collection or something because he sent me. A foreign-released Paranormal Activity 3. I think it's Japanese. I can't read kanji, and I'm not confident enough to take a guess on where this came from. But I opened it up, and everything on the disc is in English. Oh. So I don't know what's going on here, but it's tight. I mean, thank you, Zach. Also, he included the newest issue of The Denim Devil, which is, uh, I think, about to be complete on its first run. And I highly recommend, if you like comic books, to go check that out. It's fucking good. And it's it's legit. But I think there's so much art out that something like this, which would have, I think, caught on immediately, like in the 90s, it's just got to build some momentum. So go help out the homie. Did you figure out if it was like kanji or what else is there? What are Chinese characters called? No, but there's, I like how there's an interesting mix of uh, English and uh, whatever language this is. Yeah, like when you write Mandarin, is that, that's not kanji, right? Kanji is Japanese. I don't know. The only Mandarin I care about are in oranges. (laughs) Yeah, I was waiting for somebody to play a rim shot and I realized I have the soundboard. Yeah. And I don't have a rim shot. Yeah, I've only been asking for it for eight years. Uh, you can pay for <laughs> one online, I'm sure. and outside <laughs> yeah. of this show. Um, also, totally forgot to mention weeks ago. Here, let me trade you. Your oh. fucking female, female bag from Rich. Oh, look at this. Part two. Look at that. I mean, you know, Rich just, you know, some people just get you. You know what I mean? Part two to what? Of uh, my packages from Richard. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, Randy, we have uh, two things here. Uh, We have the full collection of R. Kelly's masterpiece, Trapped in the Closet. Uh, Is that the full? uh, This is chapters 1 through 12, which I have seen, and chapters 13 through 22. I think there's more. Which I have not changed. I think these are the only ones he filmed. Oh, wait, What? I believe uh, that R. Kelly has written over 100 chapters in the Trapped in the Closet saga. Uh, But I think that we only have these two movies and uh, R. Kelly is in jail. YouTube's got one through 33. They filmed 33? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if that's correct. Because I think I remember when I was doing some research for this, there was some weird shenanigans that were going on. Yeah. I see a video right here, but I don't want to click it. I don't want the audio to come Yeah, I, I don't know. And then also the second uh, movie that we have here is uh, Scarlet Diva Asia Argento. <laughs> yeah, Rich told me nice. uh, he knows you hate Arge- Asia Argento, so. Well, because she is a pedophile. <laughs> Wait, you hate pedophiles now? Everyone hates pedophiles, too. I mean, you're supposed to. Except for Lars von Trier, if you know what I'm talking about. Actually, that makes it sound like he is one. Wait, what? I'm talking about, do you remember Nymphomaniac? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a complicated situation that one crafted. Complicated movie. Yeah, but see right here, Trapped in a Closet, 20. Yeah, but I don't, I remember, but, oh, yeah, because I I think it's R. Kelly doing commentary. Uh, on 
It's so weird. Yeah, there's one when you pull up because uh, I remember when I rented it, there was like a menu option, and you could um, do hear R. Kelly do commentary over the whole thing. Cool. Weird. It, I mean, is, is there enough trapped in the closet that we could just AI the further episodes? Oh, there's no doubt we could AI. 20 <laughs> I would love to hear that. Yeah, fuck it. We'll do all 100. Oh, man. All right. I think that's everything up top. Again, um, episode 499. Can you feel the fucking energy in the room? We're on the edge, dude. <laughs> we're on the edge of glory. Who sings that? Randy. No, we're six feet from the edge, actually. Was a real Who question. sings that one? Hey, you know, while we're talking about music, what's your take on the Beyonce country? There's Beyonce country music. Oh, what? You don't know about that? Yeah. Number one country song right now. Okay. Well, let's hear a little taste. <laughs> no, don't pull it up. Yep. Uh, there's there's a lot of blowback online about it being a ripoff of the Franklin theme song. Do you know Franklin, the cartoon turtle? Texas Hold'em. Wait, who, who what? <laughs> Do you know Franklin. Franklin the turtle? I don't, you know, I've been meaning to ask you about this off air, but uh, it just came to me right now because we're talking about music. Franklin, I'm my shocked dear, I don't, don't give a know- damn. Oh my God. Randy, she's going to play a tree fort, so you better. All right, I, I'm <laughs> not actually it. hearing anything, <laughs> but I'm looking at the visuals. And uh, I'm impressed. <laughs> She's in a, a in front of a black screen, uh, wearing a very uh, revealing outfit with an open sort of western style leather jacket with her titties out. But we get the we get the vertical side tit, uh, the inner tit. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's it's cutting right down the middle of the of the breast on both sides. And uh, she's got her hair done in sort of a. Uh, beehive yet molding into a ponytail situation which is fixed <laughs> over her left shoulder uh she's wearing like these uh stylish 60s glasses that are on that uh russian cat movie that randy talks about the russian uh it wasn't russian well, yeah there you go yeah that check one. or something yeah. yeah i think it was check oh, i'm so sorry to the check people they've been <laughs> they've gone through a lot those pesky russians all right, I'm shocked to know that you did not know about that song. I haven't heard fine. the song yet. I'm just looking at the I'm, Yeah, I'm sorry to have brought it to you. But after that, go check out the Franklin theme song. It's that turtle. Okay. He's going to sewer. I have to investigate both of these. <laughs> okay. Because I don't remember the Franklin theme song. I was not uh, privy to that as a child. Oh. I was too busy out there running the streets. I we have time for no cartoons. Is that true? It's chopping boogie on the table, baby. <laughs> okay. I also, uh, in the pre-show meeting, I forgot to tell y'all, uh, I forgot to fly David Lynch out. Davey! Now, here's the thing. I know y'all don't care because, frankly, he's kind of rude whenever he shows up. I don't know. I like the happy trails. But he's fucking angry. <laughs> I just had to tell you that. Oh, no. It's hilarious. And, you know, I thought I should have been recording the phone call, but uh, he's not happy. Uh, I'm sure he'll have a good time on the weekend work train anyway. So I guess this can be the uh, the official start of the show. Let's uh, start it with the stinger. All right, Randy Michael Stat over there in Atlanta, Georgia. Hell yeah! I saw a. Uh, you know, we mentioned a couple of things that will come up in this uh, in this review. We mentioned a couple of things already that are uh, 
privy to this conversation, but I saw the new Vim Vendors movie, uh, Perfect Days. Oh boy! Uh, at not at the Plaza, but at the Landmark Theater out here. And what's uh, it called? The, uh, just a Landmark Midtown Art Cinema. Uh, uh, that Randy, they didn't put a whole lot of effort into that. A lot of names, though. <laughs> I know it's. <laughs> it's very uh, descriptive. It's in Midtown. It's a landmark, and it's an art cinema. Is it? Uh, walk me through this theater, Randy. Paint me a picture. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I. I think it has a very landmark type of feel. You know, it kind of feels like the Opera Plaza, sort of. So is, lots of old people and bums. Is it renovated or it could use a renovation? It's nice, yeah. It, okay. I mean, it's the seats aren't like AMC seats, you know. Still got the sort of older seats, but uh, it's nice. Tell oh, me about good. tell me about that lobby. Big. It's got a. Uh, I think they have a Blair Witch Project poster in the lobby. I think it's a foreign language poster. Oh, take that shit. Yes, you would. It's like high <laughs> on a on a wall, like ten, fifteen feet above. See, he's already cased the joint. It's impossible. I know. Randy's a gorilla booster. I know. He's from the Bay Area. That's true. He's got this collection of bandanas to conceal his identity. I got Randy, my gorilla uh, booster last weekend. <laughs> oh, boy. Randy, is there any sort of uh, hot dog situation in this theater? Uh, I think so, yeah. I don't think I've ever had one there, but I believe yeah. landmarks do historically have hot dogs. I believe they have a contract with Nathan's, or at least they did. That sounds about right, yeah. Right. We wish them well and uh, their continued uh, partnership with Joey Chestnut, champion uh, in perpetuity. All right, Randy, continue. See, a perfect day is the uh, IMDb plot description. A janitor in Japan drives between jobs listening to rock music. Fuck yes. Which, that is what happens during this movie, but I will <laughs> have cool. you go to your web browser and search... Or go to tokyotoilet.jp. Randy, this is the most exciting thing you've ever done on this show. Tolio what? Tolio what? Tokyotoilet.jp. Tokyo for Japan. Toilet. So uh, this man's job, he works for the Tokyo Toilet, which is a bunch of very stylized, designed by like different designers, all public restrooms oh, in and those. around Tokyo. And they're very fancy, very cool, very futuristic. And they each have like a, you know, unique sort of look uh, and feel to them. And uh, his guy's job is to go around and clean them every morning, essentially. And he has a very uh, structured, very like rigid schedule. He like wakes up like pre-dawn or like, you know, 5 a.m., 4 a.m., something like that. Um he doesn't have an alarm. This this weirded me out. He doesn't have an alarm, but there is always a woman like sweeping outside at like around the same time, and apparently that wakes him up. I'm like, this man's not getting very uh very heavy sleep if he's getting <laughs> awakened by someone just sweeping outside. Well, well, Randy, the Japanese they sleep on the floor sometimes. That's true. He does sleep on the floor actually in this movie. You're uh, welcome. Yeah, he yeah he goes to uh, work every morning, and uh, he's very into. He, he has a tape deck. Uh, in his car, and he's always listening to stuff like, you know, The Animals or Lou Reed or The Velvet Underground. <laughs> Patty Smith. Uh, oh. And, yeah, just kind of, Dude, he's you know, cool. follows him uh, around his days uh, doing that. And then he, generally for lunch, I believe he has a Japanese egg salad sandwich oh, in a park oh, yeah. every day. And he <laughs> has a camera, and he likes taking pictures of trees, and he likes collecting 
uh, his little pieces um, of trees from like the park. And then he comes home and like, you know, propagates them and is into his plants and all that stuff too. And, uh, you know, along the uh, time of the film, he, there are some disruptions to his, uh, you know, rigid schedule, which kind of break things up um, and make things different and interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really dug it. It's uh, I believe it's, is this an Oscar for foreign language? Can't remember. I don't remember because the Oscars are dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's shot uh, beautifully. It's not super boxy aspect ratio, but it's not like super widescreen. But um, it seems like they shot with a lot of like really wide lenses. Like you get a big, um, you know, picture and like scope of like Tokyo and, you know, sort of how it looks. And you see sort of like different um it doesn't like take different routes to work every day but you kind of see like the way that he's driving from different angles and he sort of like i don't know just really shows off uh the city and everything and uh yeah it's really just kind of a pleasant movie um yeah it's good randy i have questions yes sir question number one do we get a lot of uh how much toilet time do we get in these fancy little toilets? I mean, that's, that's a good amount. It's kind of the main, <laughs> the main thing, you know? Sort of montage of cleaning? Yeah, I mean, like full scenes of cleaning, you know? He, like, has a, uh, a helper. Any weird like, stuff going on in the bathrooms in Japan? Not really, no. The only weird thing about it, coming from an American's perspective, is how clean they are. Yeah, that is. That do they squirt weird. water in his butt? Yeah, oh, yeah, they bidets. got bidets everywhere, dude. Okay. <sighs> now, Japan gets it, man. Now, which bidet does he evacuate his egg salad into? Does he have a personal favorite? You never see him use a bathroom. Oh, oh okay. What does that say? But I think my favorite is the uh, Yoyogi Fukamachi Mini Park. That's what it's, I was um, going to say. It's <laughs> one that has... Uh, <laughs> so essentially, you're like looking at it. And there's like three bathrooms and it's all transparent glass. Yeah. Um, like colored glass. But then once you lock the door, it turns opaque so you can't see in it. I've, seen that, cool. Insta- I've seen that on Instagram. It's very tight. That's I what like we that. need out here in the Bay Area. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, nobody's using the toilet. They're just ODing on it. <laughs> so we can <laughs> see through the walls right now. Ugh. Randy, I keep seeing uh, advertisements for this. Um saying that this is the feel-good movie of the forever <laughs> this is this will uh this will fix our fractured world and sure. that we will become better people from seeing perfect days so randy uh as i hear you talk about this movie uh your voice sounds even worse than it normally does uh, i Indeed. mean yeah you know, based upon sinus infections i will keep the the movie review out of uh what you know you're conveying to us right now, but you don't seem like a changed person to me, Randy. Do I ever seem that way? <laughs> That's what but, I'm uh, saying. No, he's a. It is a very very nice movie. He's a uh, like I said. He's a very he's a very sh- structured schedule. Um, but you know he you can tell that he takes time throughout the day to even though he is literally just cleaning toilets for a living, he takes time in the day to, you know, uh, notice the beauty in the simple things that he's doing, um, which I found nice. Yeah. I like that. I can't, I can't stop thinking about the broom thing now. 
<laughs> I get it. It's programmed. You know what I mean? It's a nice, yeah. it's a nice thing. I just like how you're like, sometimes they sleep on the floor and Randy took that as like, yeah, you're right. But I'm like, what is that? What do you mean? Like he's getting sweeped in the head? That like okay. the broom's actually in He's getting, him? he's getting sweeped in the head? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Swept is would be the correct. Oh, one. thank you. I didn't know there are two Oxanas here today. Well, there, no, there's just people, there's sweep. just people who have a regular sense of intelligence. A regular Second sense of intelligence. That's right. All right. <laughs> no, uh, he's closer to the ground. Oh, the boom's oh. on the ground. Uh, okay. So there it goes. Sound. <laughs> oh, I. And so also it's he's like putting your ear to a train track or something. Well, then uh, you're the buffalo coming. <laughs> I mean, if you're programmed to do that, if you sleep on the train track every night, then yeah, I would yeah. imagine you would. Do, yeah, for sure. Or the whole thing, you know, you become. You become your nature, and if he's that close to the ground, it's like you know that's part of the schedule. Unfortunately, my intestinal uh, fortitude will wake me up. Uh, you know that's the current uh, schedule we're on. But uh, I, you know, I, I like the idea of a broom waking me up, uh, <laughs> other than my <laughs> incessant need to shit my brains out as soon as I wake up in the morning. So, yeah, perfect days. Nice. How many stars, Randy? Uh, is this going to be another ten out of twelve again? It might. Oh, Randy's feeling generous. Hell yeah. 10 out of 12. Two hours long? 203. Yeah, I, did. I didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't feel long though, although I did pee once during it. That's unsurprising. You peed like bathroom? 19 times during Not uh, as Scorsese. nice as the bathrooms in the movie. <laughs> Fly him out. Be like, we got a bathroom for you to clean. I wish. Did you puke in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't puked in a minute. Actually, it's oh, been a while. Good deal. I think I've puked more recently than you. All right, the counter's back on. Russ, when's the last time you puked? I don't. I don't remember. I'm sure I talked about it on here. If any of you remember, email. <laughs> <laughs> any of you pukeophiles who uh, keep track? Yeah. Oh man, that's loud. All right, Randy Michael. What else? Yeah, I rented a movie called Drag Round Burning from uh, Good Old Videodrome. And uh, it's a 2022 movie, I believe, out of Brazil. <laughs> um, essentially, the premise is uh, just out of prison, Leia uh, returns home to her to the favela of Sol Nascente. Oh, Star uh, Wars. Relieves <laughs> her past uh, experience with her half-sister, Chitara, who is a uh, leader of an all-female gang, and she... Um, is essentially siphoning oil from underground pipes and refining that oil to sell gasoline to uh, like motorcyclist gangs. Um, it says living in constant oppression of, of Bolsonaro's fiercely authoritarian and militarized government, uh, Chitara's women uh, claim the streets for themselves as a declaration of radical political resistance on behalf of the incarcerated and the oppressed. Um, so I didn't realize this movie was like kind of part documentary and part uh, film. Uh, apparently they spent like three years um, ish filming around here and the characters in the movie, you know, are playing not necessarily themselves, but stuff that, you know, comes from real life. Um, them living in this favela, which is essentially like a pretty, seems like a poor or rougher uh, area of sort of on the outskirts of like a bigger city. Um, in Brazil and yeah, there's a lot of 
you know, drug problems and crime and all that stuff. And essentially the government is trying to like come in and build a prison, like on like some of the land uh, in their area. And you can tell that they're trying to like come in and sort of like turn things around to, you know, make money off a lot of the land and stuff. And um, the people that have been there forever uh, try to fight back and don't really uh, want that to happen. Um, So yeah, which, you know, kind of leads to uh, more sort of, Crime and the main uh, character actually has some pretty good um, like dialogue scenes with some of the people and sort of like expresses her sort of being conflicted about sort of like the cycle of like uh, crime and sort of like growing up in that area and how like sort of like this is the only thing that they can really do to sort of like fight back and stuff, which I thought was cool and like nuanced uh, conversation. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I was honestly, I saw the, um, the box at Videodrome and I saw, you know, fires on ground and I saw Brazil and a lot of like cool shots and like, you know, people on rooftops and sort of like lights of like the city in the background. And I saw motorcycle gangs and I was like, this looks tight. Uh, I wish there was a little bit more, uh, sort of like stuff happening with like the motorcycle gangs uh and stuff just because it 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 looks cool just to be that sort of uh face value about it but uh yeah it's it, like i said it's a little talky it's a little documentary uh a little more documentary than film um than i expected going in but uh it's it's pretty cool i would recommend it it might be on criterion channel which would be funny because i have criterion channel and i rented the blu-ray but um, <laughs> always down to support a video drone. Um, but yeah, this was a, this was a cool one. So what are we, what are we doing here? Is it more a fiction narrative is being used to highlight real life problems or is it more like these real life problems have created a ripe and weird world that we're going to make a fiction narrative out of? Uh, sort of the, the first, the first one. Okay. Yeah. That's what it, you know, because you, I think you threw it in the Discord and you're like, hey, I think y'all would fuck with this. And I looked at it, I'm like, I don't know. It looks almost too like, uh, like homeworky. Like I'd have to look into Brazil because I didn't realize they had a thing with like an authoritarian government. But yeah, again, I, I don't really know anything about the current politics of Brazil. Yeah, same. I didn't know a whole lot either, but I do, I did Google Bolsonaro afterwards and I do remember. Uh, especially during COVID people talking about him. Cause I think he was very like, uh, he had some from an American perspective, he has some very like right wing, uh, sort of views on things. And, um, like in this favela, there was a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of ladies and a lot of, uh, ladies getting into relationships with, uh, other ladies and, uh, Bolsonaro is very Ooh. like anti-gay. Uh, and stuff like that too. And I do kind of remember that coming up like around 2021, 20, 2022, uh, something like that. So that kind of jogged my memory a little bit. A little boys who like girls who like girls who like boys. That sounds like something, <laughs> but I, I can't remember what it's from. That's blurred, dude. Um, Hell yeah. Is he the guy that went down and was like, no, fuck COVID and was in like a big crowd? And was like, yeah, I okay, so. I do yeah. remember that. I yeah. do remember that. 
He almost seemed more like an internet troll than a president of a country. Yeah, it did. And well, there is a, we know a thing or two about that. I know. I mean, if we, a, if we had the opportunity. A scene in the movie where they go to like a pro-Bolsonaro rally, um, which I'm assuming they shot, you know, not uh, illegally, I guess, or guerrilla, if we want to say uh, guerrilla again. Mm-hmm. Um, Why wouldn't we? And that was you know, kind of cool. Uh, scene, but yeah, then I hadn't like put together looking into like the politics of like uh, Brazil or the movie too much uh, until then, and then that's when like stuff started sort of making a a bigger picture in my memory of uh sort of like what happens there. But yeah, still I don't really know a whole lot about Brazilian politics, but just a little bit. Cool. Do you feel like you learned anything from the documentary? Uh, I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Anything about a motorcycle gang? What kind of motorcycles? Just like, I don't know. Nothing like fancy looking, but like dirt I don't know. Bike? I don't know anything about motorcycles either, really. Could your dad fix it? Uh, probably. You're asking yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. He's a motorcycle mechanic. He's built several, so I'm sure he could fix one. You never uh, sat up beside the old pops and said, you know, learn me the trade of the motorcycle. Uh, not entirely, no. Randy's got um, sidecar vibes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> sidecars are cool. You can have that little leather helmet cool. with the straps that nobody ever, like, straps and, like, <laughs> goggles. Dude, that'd be tight. Love I know a guy. I know a guy who had a motorcycle and had a sidecar, and he would take people on the sidecar. Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean like, I you wouldn't ride in one? No, I don't want to. I, I don't want to get in this. Not I think with that you'd, guy. You'd be not with that guy. <laughs> you'd be Batman? You'd, sure. I can imagine you smiling very big riding around in a sidecar. The scenario has to be right. <laughs> the scenario has to be right. Yeah, you need like a hot girl with her tits out. Don't like, get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. You, it would be kind of fun. Yeah. Because you were completely at the, I mean, it's a ride. Mm-hmm. You were completely at the mercy. <laughs> It feels like of this idiot who has a sidecar to his. Uh, it reminds me of a '90s joke that I'm not willing to uh, rehash on the air right now. Yeah, it's probably we'll probably right. Keep that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, then you know what the problem with like uh, anti PC '90s jokes are? Mm. They're not funny. Yeah, like going back, like well, I've been rewatching stuff. Yeah, I'm like, that's the real problem. That's the. I mean, I th- I think you could say that across the board with anything. It's yeah. like that's why it's not funny. Yeah. If it was funny, going back to Kathy Griffin, Griffin talking about that with the Trump beheading oh, thing. Oh, I know like, that wasn't funny. It looked if like, it was funny, no one would care. It looked like almost a cry for help when she did yeah. that. It was like, yeah. oh god, it's like be funny. Then a lot of your problems go away. All right, Randy, I don't think I'm going to watch this one. <laughs> I think it's a bummer. You it's brought- also a half hour longer. God, really? Yeah, it's 2.32. You really brought the yang yeah. today, dude. Like one looked like just, one looked like a perfect movie to catch at one and just have a coffee and leave the day and be like, I feel invigorated. And this yeah. one looks like you just want to go home and, I don't know, cry in a pillow. It's not really sad by any means, but yeah, I don't know. It's It's, it's a little long. <laughs> All right, how many stars? Wait, uh, eight. Ooh, let's go seven. Oh, see, you shouldn't have said anything, dude. No, I like that. That's that's a spite rating. No, I, it wasn't. I guarantee you, Randy going with eight. Nah, Randy, he had that seven up his sleeve. <laughs> he had it locked and loaded. 
Check out the Tokyo toilets, though, listener. (laughs) It's a good time. Tokyo toe of the toilet over Brazilian biker game. Randy, that's 100% a band that's on your Spotify playlist. (laughs) The Tokyo toilets. Very good. All right, Randy, anything else? No, sir. All right. Also, I I, I will say this. I feel bad. uh, Russell, I feel like you you took that way too seriously than I had intended. About you being stupid. It's like, no. but when I hear a grown man say, <laughs> I don't take anything on this show seriously. Oh, I, I, but it came across meaner than I had it. No, you know, I it's wanted. funny. It, you know, it's episode 499 and way back in the day, like if, if you listening right there are, have been around for years or have gone back to the dreaded early episodes in the first like hundred. Yeah. Clark, it, it was a regular thing where you would tell me and Justin, the, uh, the former third chair. Uh, that we were just an obstacle in comedy. And that used to, I was like, what do you even mean? Oh, that is but I know it's anytime any joke would come up, you're just met immediately with like defensiveness. And once I learned that, I went, oh, okay, I understand. And actually, I think it helped me enjoy comedy more in general. Yeah. Like just watching it. It was, it's, look, I, I had, we all have to go through it. Yeah. But it's funny because it, it also looks kind of like, uh, like if you're if you're hanging out or doing something fun like a podcast and you react that way, yeah, it almost looks like a moment of weakness. You're like, what's going on in your life? Yeah. That like, yeah. yeah. So no, no, I didn't take it that way. It's a, it's a no, but it came it came across meaner than I wanted it to. I was like, oh no, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. I think once you get comfortable, uh, mean shit. I don't know. I guess it's all in the way you take it. Well, yeah, I know. I just felt like. Uh... No, but that's the thing I think about regularly, too, where I'm like, God, I really was. And I think back in the early episodes, I was so aware of, like, I think everything felt like it would have a bigger impact. So it's like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to talk about this movie because they might hear it. Or Now it happens all the time. But I think if you operate from, like, you know, a point of authenticity, unlike Randy, who uh, gives star ratings based on what people predict... You know, then allegedly, yeah. I mean, because you know, even when we kind of trash a movie, it's, I mean, we make a conscious decision only to punch down. So, like indie films, you want to be kind of constructive, but he may punch up. No, with uh, if we're being like, if we're kind of roasting something, you got to punch down on like a big studio film. Or, oh yeah, I That's guess I would be up. punching yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I got inverted there for. That's a right. <laughs> you got all twisted. Yeah, <laughs> it was slinging punches. We didn't know which way we were going. Yeah. But yeah, Randy, I'm not watching that movie. Don't but it's it. seven stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's a, it's a gigantic rating. All right. Uh, a few weeks ago on my uh, plane ride to Houston International Airport from San Francisco International Airport, uh, I watched a short film. And then it was a, I think it was like a three and a half hour flight. And I watched this 31 minute short film. And then I watched a few episodes of HBO Succession for reasons I don't even know. But I wanted to go back and watch the episode where Logan Roy dies. And it's a pretty good episode. Check out Succession. Now, let's talk about uh, Pedro Almovadar's newest film, which is a short film, which played at the Alamo New Mission Theater in San Francisco, California. And I almost thought about going to see it because they played it with other, uh, another thing. They stretched it out. They added something else to it to where it 
you didn't mind paying 15 or whatever dollars for a ticket for a 31 minute short film because mm. they added other things. Also, you know, the, uh, the Las Vegas sphere. Yeah. As a part of that, you know, that, uh, U2 has a residency at the Sphere. God. And yeah. along with that, you could also say that um, Darren Aronofsky has a re, uh, residency at the Las Vegas Sphere because they are showing his short film uh, that he filmed exclusively for the Sphere. So it's very similar to what I saw at um, the uh, Terrence Malick, uh, Brad Pitt uh, narrated thing that they showed at IMAX time. theaters. There, there we go, Voyage of Time. Uh, they play that exclusively to IMAX theaters, and I saw that at a furniture furniture store outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, but at the Sphere in Las Vegas, I I don't know what it's called. Uh, Russell's pulled up his IMDb. Yeah. I'm sure it's there now. Uh, but there it is. Postcard from Earth. Uh, click on that, Russell. Oh. Uh, this is a. Oh, it doesn't say how long it is, but it is under an hour. It is a short film. And uh, do you know how much a ticket for this uh, postcard from Earth at the Las Vegas Sphere is going to run you? One fifty. One fifty. Really? I think so. For any? Oh, really? Did you look it up? No, I'm just guessing. I think it's. I think it's around that. It's over a hundred dollars. Okay, so it's like Planet Earth. I'm guessing. Yeah. Or it's yeah. Very there. very nature based. You know, probably looks fantastic uh, on the screen there. But uh, there we go. A little side tangent for you. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the reviews on IMDb trying to find a runtime uh, for half of its 50 minute film and then 25 of lecturing us on how it should just leave Earth. <laughs> <laughs> there you Sorry, go. Fuck it. Let's leave. Uh, but uh, let's go back to uh, Omovadar's uh, latest film Strange Way of Life. After 25 years, Silva rides a horse across the desert to visit his friend, Sheriff Jake. They celebrate the meeting, but the next morning, Jake tells him that the reason for his trip is to not go down memory lane of their friendship. All right, we got a 30-minute movie about a couple of gay cowboys who haven't been gay together in about 25 years. And then they met up again, oh. had a nice little gay time. And then the next morning, then, the, you know, reality is always going to set the next morning. You know, you have a, a lovely time having gay cowboy sex in the 1800s. Then you wake up and you realize that your son's a rascal and he's about to kill somebody and you got to go stop him. But then the guy you just had gay cowboy sex with, he wants to stop him too. So it's a race to who's going to stop him first. Then you accidentally, well, you kind of shoot him in the stomach, but he lives. And uh, there you go. Wow, now, in the 1800s? That's a bad way to go. Yeah. Oh, Shot he, in the gut? Yeah, but yeah. he lived. It's a love story. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. I, I felt... For 30 minutes, there's not a, a ton to grasp onto here in terms of characters and stories. Um, you know, what you have are two great actors and Ethan Hawke and, uh, Pedro Pascal. And, uh, you know what, there's a nice little couple. I'll buy that for a dollar. In this picture of Ethan Hawke, I know y'all can't see it, but just take my word away and say, he's giving me Dave O'Shea vibes. Like very much. <laughs> Slick back hair, good goatee going. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I think that Ethan Hawke is, uh, 
Much like our Japanese friends, he sleeps with his ear to the ground, <laughs> figuratively in terms of the film world. And so uh, when Dave O'Shea is sweeping his broom, he's picking up on it and he's waking up. He's a big uh, day job fan. Ethan Hawke's got some fucking lobes on him. I think that's I, a, Is that fake? I think that's an attached situation, but I think lighting also. Oh, I don't know, dude. I don't think he's got lobes. He's no lobes. He's yeah, got a big yeah, uh, that's my Randy guy, breaking yeah. breaking new. Randy, can you put in a post breaking <laughs> update sort of uh, a stinger? Yeah. Or no both earlobe. Being me and uh, Ethan Hawke both both don't have earlobes. You either. That's right. Yeah, mine are attached. Prove it. Take off your headphone. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> no lobes, dude. All right, broke my record. I just puked. <laughs> But uh, Randy, you can still get a little. You can get a little stud in there. <laughs> I'm good. That's what the movie was about. Randy, Randy needs a little stud. <laughs> uh, That's my there's nickname. Nothing... <laughs> little Dude, stud. He's the Clark little stud. What are you talking about? All right. Uh, it's 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 fine. You know. Uh... Wow, it's fine, and you watched it on a plane. Yeah, Everything's true. better in the air, so I'm a little worried. It's all right. You know, there's uh, there's some guns. <laughs> <laughs> there's some, you know, gays with guns. Strange way of life. Right. E- everything circles together. I don't know. Any it's, male nudity? I don't, butts. Okay, butts don't I don't count. think I saw a Wayne. Right. Unfortunately, uh, good man. <laughs> let's call it excellent man. <laughs> Seven star band. Oh, a beaker showed up. Eight stars. Oh, that was very beat. That was a good beaker. I don't know if I could do it again. You don't try. Okay. Yes, it wasn't as good. (laughs) All right. Um, now here's the deal. I went down kind of a rabbit hole and then I was in the rabbit hole and then I wanted to bring Randy into the rabbit hole because he he was in his own he did his own research and my rabbit hole started to to peek into things that I know he had talked about. And then since I talked to him about it, then I didn't go down the rabbit hole any further. So I thought that I was gonna go deeper in the rabbit hole. I haven't gone that that deep into the rabbit hole, but the rabbit hole is present. We're going to talk about the rabbit hole. We're going to talk about the rabbits in the hole. We're going to talk about the hole itself and maybe the rabbits individually. Any questions? Is there a hat? <laughs> oh, there's hats. Okay. Does the rabbit come out of it? Now, Russell, I had talked to you about this uh, several months ago. I remember. I, this, yeah. had, this had uh, come across my radar uh, a few months back, and then I decided to give the full commitment uh, to this. Uh, what I'm talking about is an animated film from 2019 called Tux and Fanny by director Albert Burney. Now, the reason why this uh, rabbit hole kind of runs in parallel with Randy's on rabbit holes, because uh, this guy runs in circles with uh, Randy. What's that guy's name? Kentucker Oddly? Oddly? Oddly, yeah. Oddly, yeah. Kentucker Oddly. They did a couple of projects together. Uh, Strawberry Mansions. Uh, what else they do, Randy? Silvio. Silvio, yeah. And uh, what else am I missing? What was something else? Uh, not sure. Anyway, uh, Albert Burney uh, made this 82-minute uh, um, animated feature out of a bunch of shorts that he did as a part of this whole cartoon character of Tux and Fanny. Now, um, from what I can gather... 
The animation done on this was done on MS Paint uh, for the most part. Um, it does a good job of, of mixing um, animations and also um, mixing mediums uh, the deeper you go into this. Um, there, there's maybe, you know, puppet elements and things like that and, and different styles of animations. Um, so, you know, highly creative. Uh, here's the thing about Tux and Fanny that's, that's all still kind of mysterious about it. Um, like I said, everything is, you know, the animation is, is very rudimentary, um, you know, very purposefully so. But the dialogue is all in Russian. Now, Albert Bernie is not Russian. Uh, this gentleman is uh, born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, so another, uh, you know, Maryland filmmaker um, out there. Uh, and with this story, I think it's it's very interesting that they are Russian. Uh, now, everything is is subtitled. Now, it, it makes you think that, you know, when when Albert Bernie wrote the script for this, uh, and again, I, I, I'm projecting here, um, but, you know, the, the script is done very, uh, very plain English. You know, there's, there, it, there's not a lot of flourishing language. And when there is, it's done in a very, um, the Russian language is, is, is uh, helps it because it, it feels very sort of, um, you know, uh, that sort of uh, very, I don't want to say, uh, how, what's, Russell, what's the best way to describe Russian emotions? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah stoic. Yeah. That's a good way. Thank you. Um, it, very stoic and, and cold and uh, realizing that, you know, death is, is always right there near us and, and things like that. And so it's, it's you know, um, Tux is very philosophical in that way. Um, now I would say that they are both asexual. Um, Fanny is, is more of a female voice, but they, they do not appear, uh, sex does not appear to be any part of their existence. Um, Tux has the much more masculine voice and, uh, uh, I wouldn't even say presence, but he, he, he is wearing the, he's the little creature in pink. Now, um, early on in the story, um, Tux loses his skin and becomes a skeleton uh, for a brief moment in time until Fanny um, sews him a new skin suit, um, to which she also added a hole uh, that he was able to stick a chicken um, inside his ribcage <laughs> to provide him fresh eggs whenever he would like. So it's a very thoughtful uh, thing from, from Fanny to do for Tux. Here's the thing, um, and, and this is the interesting thing about this, is that not a lot of people, this hasn't caught on, I feel like this should be much more popular than it is, um, because the people who know about this thing, they really, they really care about it, and so much so that there is a sequel uh, that came out last year uh, to Tux and Fanny, uh, 2022, it may have came out two years ago, but uh, it was uh, fairly recently. Um, and it feels like this is a project that Adult Swim never got. And it, uh, had they got it, I don't know if they would change anything. I mean, but here's the thing. This is a, there are horror elements to this thing. Don't get me wrong, but the, I mean, this is a very, 
and we're dealing with subject matter that is, you know, complicated and, and, you know, very adult in that way. But, uh, there's, this is a, a pretty wholesome content here. Um, that is just, uh, very odd and very heartwarming and sweet at the same time. And it's also highly creative in how we get there. And again, I think that using the Russian language with this story was an, just an excellent uh, sort of artistic choice here. Um, and uh, I could not love this more. I don't think that the sequel is streaming at all. I do think that I'd have to get a, a, uh, a hard copy of that, uh, which I'm uh, thinking about doing because uh, I, I, like what, uh, I like what this is doing. And uh, I want to support. I'm a big fan. I wonder if you would get more insight if you were up on like Russian literature. Well, because I know that language, everything I hear academically is just that it's a more expressive and like you can do a lot more when you talk using Russian. hundred percent. And I think, so, I yeah. think, yeah. Because again, I, you know, I think of, you think of Tolstoy and, and Russian yeah. literature and all a lot that of philosophy. Of, yeah. hundred percent. And it sounds like, and uh, it, it is a language that bears your attention in that way. And if you're going to talk about these sort of, uh, you know, the human condition and things like that, I think that the Russian is a well-worn language for, uh, for these topics and you know? uh, it, it works perfectly for that. Um, but yet it, it's all very lighthearted, and the voiceover is is it, it basically it feels like a you know sort of a Google Translate sort of voice for the both yeah. of these characters, and the voice itself is very washed out, um, and so you you know you you feel the the facade of everything always. It, um, you know, I think about that a lot though, like that whole kind of stereotype of people coming to the country who were doctors wherever they came from, and they come here and have to like learn. I mean, we were talking about in the beginning of this episode how janky the English language is. Yeah, hybrid. So it's funny because I, I think I kind of project this on uh, Oksana's dad, who knows. How many languages does he know? Like three? I mean, he he can hold a conversation in, I don't know, maybe like three or four. Yeah, but I, I almost sometimes... Well, I what's he got? He can do like Polish, Ukrainian, Russian, English... There, there was, he used to throw out like, do you know what blah, blah, blah means? And it's like, it would be a phrase in like some other language that doesn't even, the country doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like, Oh, Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> Narnia would be like the American idea of that, but you go out there the Eastern block, it's like, you know, who knows if Ukraine will be around in a couple of years. It's true. Um, but yeah, no, I always, I kind of project that on him where I'm like, God, I can feel him getting kind of frustrated, getting trapped by our language. Yeah, I, it's an interesting thing. And the show uh, has a video game. Did you look into that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm i thinking about getting the game. The, the game is highly creative, too. Um, there's, I think there's like 20 sort of small mini games inside the main game. Um, and the, also, like, you know, I, I don't want to get into... I, I, I want you to explore this. Um, the whole thing is available on YouTube. Uh, the whole movie, Tux and Fanny. And I think that it, there's only like 25,000 views and it's the official upload. Um, so again, you know, I, from what I can tell, you know, there's not a ton of people that's on the, uh, the main page there. So 
It doesn't seem like a ton of people have seen this, but the people that have, they love it. Now, how did great. how did you you didn't watch YouTube, right? You did the full version. The full version's on YouTube. Okay, full version's on YouTube. Because the one little like trivia thing they have on here is that when it's divided up into the episodes, there's actually a segment that doesn't appear. There's yeah. other stuff on the whole you on the channel. As yeah. Well. Where I, I think, honestly, I just, it's funny that you would put something like this on a social media platform because there are other uh, vertical shows. I've been looking at a lot of them because I think that would be fun to do. Yeah. And a, they're really made for TikTok brain. Like you pop in, oh, that was cute, move on. Where I think this is almost like a complete, uh, I don't know, it's like a stance against that almost. Like, let's let's talk philosophy briefly and move on. Yeah. I don't know. I'm in. But I want to watch it. I remember when you showed this to me like a long time ago. Um, what made you want to go to it now? I don't know. I was just uh, banging around and uh, it just popped it up, came back up again. I was like, you know what? Uh, I'll read some Russian. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, it's fantastic. Tux and Fanny is 12 out of 12 stars. Randy. Randy, I think... You know what? I everybody involved, everybody yeah, who listens, down. everybody on this show. I think there's a little something for everybody. This is great. Uh, most of these segments are you know done pretty quick, but there's um, I like how everything was tied together. It, it does create a nice little narrative. And uh, man, you you fall in love with these two little blobs, these two little weirdos. Um, it's great, man. It's so much fun. Wholesome. Yeah. So go watch it on YouTube and then everybody leave a comment that, that we sent you from here. That's right. That's our new thing. We are the Vikings of the YouTube Sea. And you better hashtag it <laughs> Barbados Boys. Yeah, there you go. The Barbados Boys was here. That's our online tag. You didn't have anything else you wanted to cover? Uh no, that's it. And plus, uh, I think we're we're doing good on time. We're rolling. Um, okay. Well, uh, do we want the good or the bad? No ugly? Yeah, I don't even. I don't even like bringing that up. We just got good and bad. I only got two. I I don't even like saying good and bad. Can, all right, can you can you give us a little tease for each? Do we can want we, YouTube or Tubi? Let's let's keep the YouTube train going. Okay, cool. Back to back YouTube. Yeah, I shouldn't even have floated it out because I had a, an order of operations in mind. Uh, last night in the Discord, uh, had a long day. We got home, baby was going down, and I knew we had to record tomorrow tomorrow today right now and i'm like you know 500's been weighing on me we're really trying to get this guest and have it work out and i'm like i just i need to reboot so i said i got two and a half movies to watch it's only 11 30 right now i can make it happen and then i decided to jump on dead by daylight because right now they're doing an iron maiden event okay and it is, is that my- why i hear <laughs> dude <laughs> It is my favorite fucking thing in the world. They, uh, when you join the lobby, you hear Fear of the Dark. Okay, and Randy Fear leaves. of the Dark. <laughs> Randy exits on the mention of metal. Uh, yeah, you hear Fear of the Dark. It's only the intro. I know people keep saying, why isn't the whole song? Honestly, I think it would cost a lot of money. And really, you're trying to set the tone. For it's the a good adventure. intro. It's fantastic. Also, every character who's an original can have an Iron Maiden tour shirt. Oh, the tour shirt is an original one, and it's got all the places in the realm that they visited. Is there one tour shirt, or are there are several versions? It's just one. Um, here's the thing: 
Is it cool? If you go online, you can buy a real version of that. And Oxana doesn't know yet, but I'm so broke. I'm going to I'm gonna sell plasma to buy this goddamn shirt. Also, if you're a killer, if you're a killer main, there are four options of any killers in the game. There's a power slave pharaoh who, uh, for the doctor. There's an Eddie tribute where it's like a mashup of all of them and the incarnate evil Eddie version for the dredge. Then there is a made in Japan version for the Oni where he's... Uh, Eddie is a samurai. Oh, there's five different versions of the actual shirt. Dude. And then Stranger in a Strange Land version of uh, the Deathlinger, which I fucking need. Oh, my God. I It's so much fun. If you play either uh, Jeff or Kate, notice that their shirt comes with the lanyard because they're the true ones. Uh, these shirts are actually cheaper than uh, actual they, Iron Maiden tour shirts. I know. And I, I tried to get Oksana with them. Like, guess how much one of the shirts are? She's like, I don't know. Um, probably like $35. I'm like, oh, damn it. How did you? It's even cheaper. It's like $25, right? It's $28.90. Yeah. So I think with taxes and shipping, they're probably around $35. I'm like, God damn it. I was thinking they'd be $40, $50. And she's like, that's a sweatshirt. I'm like, ah, oh, you're fucking, you're right. I mean, not, yeah. not at a tour. I, no, not yeah. on a tour. I think I paid $45 bucks for my uh, Iron Maiden t-shirt. I think the show I went before that one. If not 50 I think I paid $50 for a medium that I will never fit in. But I went, uh, yeah, it's a California exclusive shirt. How, yeah, I'll how, buy that shit. How much did you pay for your stained uh, garage work shirt? Stained garage? You have like a stained the band? Yeah, this, your work shirt. Oh, you oh the um, the Dickies one. Yeah. The button up? Yeah. Oh, God. I, actually, probably less than that Iron Maiden shirt. It's probably like $40 at Hot Topic back Hell in the day. yeah. Yeah. The, also a medium. I can't even, I don't understand how I wore these clothes. Damn, bro. Yeah, dude, I remember. I, I oh, used to. You know, we all had our medium days. Randy's still living in his small I days. <laughs> Indeed. I did right, buy a so... uh, jacket in a size small earlier this week, and it doesn't fit. It's too, a little too big still. I might have to get it altered. You're going to get it altered? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I need to get my small jacket altered. Been, yes, been, hummingbird side, please. I've been going to a, uh, a guy to get um, pants hemmed lately. It's a good oh, deal. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. Now, these are short guy problems. <laughs> well, you know, funny you bring that up. Guess who started telling me, oh, those pants are uh, too big on you, huh? Mm. Uh, you want to chime in here, Oksana? Oh, boy. I mean, I wouldn't have brought it up, but yeah, they were rolling under the under your shoes. like. You know what I thought? I, I cuffed them. I'm like, oh, God. Who's that immediately cuff, making? Dude. Yes, exactly. Our former third chair. The coot cuff. Cuff, the him, cuff him on the inside. That's weird. Yeah. Right? Uh, he's a big Aaron Lewis fan. Or he's doing it on the outside. Yeah, always. So I also am rocking some stains today. Did you see? What? Yeah, that's unsurprising. <laughs> I look rough right now. I look like I just came in off of Third Street. I'm a... Uh, I'm ready to rock and roll and talk about YouTube like I teased an hour ago. <clears throat> so I, uh, you know, to get back to where I was tired, looking for some recreation. And, uh, you know, I pop in the discord again. If you want to join the Overlook Hour discord, do it. We're not going to talk to you. You can talk to us or we can just hang out and watch it. And I was very happy. You know, a group of people playing Dead by Daylight in our gaming channel while people were watching movies in the streaming channel. 
So I, uh, spoiler alert, played Dead by Daylight way too long. We were on a hot streak. We are fucking bitches up as survivors. So we actually, you can't really hurt the killer in any way. You're running like bitches. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we were uh, getting out of there. We were doing it. We were the Jerry to the Tom. Oh, That's go. correct, yes. Um, but after I had to be like, I'm going to pop in over there. I'm going to tell these guys they're dorks, and I'm going to go to bed and not watch a movie. What Spoiler time, what alert. Time I think I think I got off around like close to midnight. Okay. So it wasn't that bad. Wait, no, that doesn't check out. When do we get home, Oksana? Probably like nine, huh? Well, if it's midnight, you still got six hours because you're going to be dead by daylight. Yeah, so you get to- exactly. Um, I think it, I think Cliff went down around 1130 or 11. Yeah. So I jumped in there and I no, said. 1030, maybe. I don't know. It said, what's up, dorks? They're filmmakers. They're giant Instagram profile. It was a, it was a good group of people. And immediately got peer pressured into watching a movie because here's what happened. Mm. When he got final footage, shout out to him, huge Instagram. Uh, he shares found footage clips uh, from movies and he blew up. He was hanging out and he said, hey, I just got hit up from a director uh, for a new movie. And I'm like, oh, man, we just finished watching all the submissions for us. I'm like, I don't know if I can do a new one right now. Like, what if it's good? There's all these issues that come up. And he was like, well. If it makes you feel better, it's from YouTube. So maybe I'm like, ah, fuck. I'm like, it's a, okay, tell me Suckered more. You in, it's like, it's an anthology every film. Time. I'm like an anthology YouTube drop. I'm like, is it available? I don't want to come on the show and talk about something that people can't go watch. He's like, no, no, I think it's out right now. Like 15 hours ago. I'm like, oh. Stars aligned, dude. I'm like, all right. I'm, I was on my phone talking on Discord, moved to the laptop, hooked it up to the projector. I said, all right, change of plans. We're watching. I said, like, what's this movie called? Well, of course, it's called The Darknet Tapes. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Not now, to be confused with the dark web tapes. Not or dark web six 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 or dark web XXX or <laughs> the the dark web tapes, which is also a thing. There's it's out there. Um, now, I just pulled up the YouTube <laughs> with the video because there is not an IMDb page. And this is, this is my Q zone right here. I love this shit. Also, what happened next was confusing. And ultimately, one of my favorite things, uh, when we went to share, because what you do in Discord is you share your screen and somebody would come up on YouTube and play it. Well, when we, they went to full screen, a weird thing kept happening. And uh, look... Oh, it actually didn't do it here. When we did it on the uh, computer, it kept forcing a weird frame. Mm. And we were sitting there and we have like several editors in this room. And like people are just trying to figure out what is happening. We figured it out. Uh, basically, we downloaded the movie and played it from a computer so that we could force the ratio. Well, you know what? I was thinking about it as I was watching the film. And... uh the first bit, the wraparound story, opens with uh, whoever our character is scrolling through Instagram, uh, the recommend, the explore tab. Actually, I think it's Facebook. Now I'm looking. It literally says Facebook. Let's back and forth. Yeah, and he's just scrolling, and he's screen capturing. And I started thinking, wait a minute. So I pulled out my phone, and I opened up the movie again on YouTube. Mm-hmm. The ratio is forced for vertical. So it's a feature-length film on YouTube that's intended for you to watch it vertically on your phone. And I went, whoa, I like that. Okay. Well, guess what happens? Oh, boy. First off, we're talking about ESL and, like, weird 
language navigation. Well, I've had to turn off my spell check on my phone. It kept making weird choices. And and the thing is, if you misspell a word, people get it. Like, they're like, oh, okay, no, I, it's clear what you were trying to say there. If you say the wrong word, it can get fucking confusing. Yeah. So I turned it off, and now I fucking fat finger everything. You, I know. My user, Y-P-O, or wait, how do you spell you? Because, I, I, dude, I have, I have Apple, and I hate the keyboards for Apple. Yeah. I always do it. It's never, I've never been comfortable on that thing, and I've been doing it for a decade. How often do you correct? I all, all the time. I, I stopped doing it. I think if it's clear what I was trying to say, don't correct it. That's for everybody out there. Yeah. Don't give them the extra text. You never know what they're doing. They don't need it. And if they're confused, they'll ask you. But well, I try to proofread. Here's the thing. <laughs> so we we just watch a dude scrolling, which is oddly fun. Scroll, let's scroll, let's scroll. It's kind of like because here's the thing: we're all used to our own little world of recommendations based on the algorithm and what we look at. Sure. So you look at somebody else, you can kind of pull a lot from it. Yeah. You're like, okay, what's up with this dude? Then he gets a DM. <laughs> now the DM. This is where uh, we take a turn. Okay. Immediately threatening. Oh. And you know you do the regular. Who is this? Who go the fuck go are you? straight to straight to threatening. Straight to threatening. No, no hi, how well, are there's you? a little bit of hey, how are you doing? And it's like okay. who is this? And then it's like take a guess. And no, it's bro. like it's like okay, what are we doing? Well, yada yada yada. Uh, dude says you better keep talking to me or I'm gonna kill your grandma. Oh gosh, right? <laughs> kind of a weird leap. Uh, kind of an extended family member to choose. Yeah. Also, somebody probably on the way out already. I mean, if you got to pick somebody, okay. Yeah. And then he's like. Yeah, we'll prove it. Okay, well, here comes a photo of grandma sitting in a chair. Very um, realistic kind of photo. Yeah. Like, it's well composed. Somebody in a closet looking at a, a grandma who's not in the most flattering position in a chair. Just And he's like, well, dude, don't do it. Here's the thing. Remember earlier when I was talking about translating via Google? Yeah. There's the language here. I, I kept mm. thinking, are they going for like an authentic vibe? Because nobody's correcting and everything's kind of playing out. Like, I, of course, it would be easy to fake the um, in the moment kind of live feel that's happening here. But, dude, some of the shit, it's like that doesn't even make sense. You don't want to correct that. Like little things like guess with three S's. And you're like, oh, is that like a hint? Is it like SS? Like this is a neo-nationalist or no, something? No, I just, I think he's being playful. Yeah, well, he's he's very playful. And these conversations, let, let me tell you, it's interesting. It's on vertical format. There is no betting music, mm. no betting music, no ambient noise. And you become aware of like, there's just nothing. Secret shopper style. Yeah, I although I wonder if there isn't a little bit of room tone, like played really low. Because, you know, movies like A Quiet Place, they talk about that. Like what you think is quiet isn't quiet. Like dead nothing is the thing so we're scrolling through he gets threatened this guy what does he want what's he want from our protagonist who we haven't met what country are we in oh good question it looks everything's in english but uh you but know what you're not. right wait what it wasn't earlier oh oh you mean on his feed yeah, yeah maybe he's brazilian or something i mean that girl kind of looks brazilian i have it uh playing kind of in the background um but the guy's like i'm gonna kill your grandma Unless you watch this video and he sends a link. Mm. So then in the link, here, here's where the, the questions start to arise. We're doing the vertical format. YouTube forced us into vertical mode. And then we get a widescreen short with a little bit of blur on the top and the bottom. And immediately, 
you're like, wait, interesting choice. Now, did the the scary guy from the dark web do this so that we had to watch it on our phone and we didn't have to turn it or something? Anyway, uh, after that short plays out, we go to the wraparound again. We're back to the phone. And this is the thing for five shorts. All of them shot in widescreen. And also, all of them uh, to probably 10 to 15 minutes too long. It's just a dude in the phone like, hey, I'm out here. I'm in the woods. I'm walking around. Hey, look, there's five wells here. And as an audience member, you're like, whoa, what's that? What's going to happen here? Yeah. Well, nothing. You hear towards the end and then he dies. Maybe because it's off camera. Oh, those are fun. Ah, dude, it's such a bait and switch. I, I'll tell you, I love the wraparound. I love the forced perspective. But man, I can't recommend this movie. And mind you, we were watching it with like six people at midnight our time, which again, uh, shout out to Final Footage, who is in the Eastern Hemisphere of uh, Canada. I believe it was around 2 a.m. when he jumped into this bad boy. Yeah. Uh, only a couple people dropped. We got a good group out here, but uh, was it worth the wait? Was it worth the, uh, I don't know. I like it. And I really love the idea of doing a vertical feature on YouTube. So I recommend again, it's from JS Productions. Uh, small subscriber count, 224. We've only got 133 views from a day ago. I Oh, you're in early. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to like it. I didn't like it earlier. Yeah, I'm going to like go. it right now. Remember, you got to like these videos. It helps people out. It doesn't really do anything to you. You got to like, subscribe, hit that bell. Yeah, I'm not subscribing. Okay, he, JS, you got to do a little bit. Can more you hit that, that bell? Can you hit that bell? I'm not me? hitting the bell. Hit that bell. The bell is the most committed hit of them all. You can That's, you're asking that for a fucking bell. push notification. Anyway, the hit Darknet tapes. Bell. If you can't find it with your original YouTube search, that is um, just the experience. You got to scroll around and look for the company that made it. Then, again, found footage February, sticking with the theme. I tried to figure out another movie that I had missed the uh, the train on. Uh, that Bullet Train. Was very popular at the time. Uh, I was thinking Weekend Work Train, but I'll take Bullet Train. My baby takes the morning train. And I went back and I watched The Den. Ooh. Which I... I like these little retrospectives you've been going on. Yeah, and I, you know, for one reason or another, I missed the conversation I've never the seen this either. Oh, really? Mm. I... You might have. And I don't I still don't know if I had seen it before. This movie is a um early internet kind of well, again, we're talking 2013. And we're doing uh let me just read from IMDB. I don't know why I'm trying to riff it here. While studying the habits of webcam chat users from the apparent safety of her own home, a young woman's life begins to spiral out of control after witnessing a grisly murder online. Oh gosh. Imagine a girl trying to do a social experiment or like document the, uh, the ins and out of chat roulette. That's it's specifically that. So you jump on, you join the chat and then you get a random person. Now, if you're internet savvy again, chat roulette's gone. I think I don't even think it's around anymore. And then Omegle popped up. But if you have any familiarity with this, you immediately think of male nudity. Yeah. That's the first thing that happens. So this movie <laughs> sounds a little, uh, I don't know, aggrandizing or something. But this movie really hinges on having a dick in it early on. Yeah. If you don't get a dick, you know authenticity is out the window. If Look, man, <laughs> not having a dick in a chat roulette is like not having water in the ocean. What What is the movie that a uh, homie, former program director at the Alamo brought? Ken Park? Yeah. Not Ken Park. No. 
What is it, Randy? It's a hipster Joe Swanberg. It's got part two in the title. Uncle Kent. Uncle Kent. Uncle Kent. Yep. Uncle Kent too. That movie had chat roulette in it and it had plenty of male nudity. Uh, so does the den? Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. We open up. There's a girl. Uh, they, they move on. The second one is a dude uh, flapping his dick around. <laughs> and then you know what? We kind of don't get that in your face uh, phallus anymore. And we don't need it. It happened one time. The audience is happy. We we feel like we're in good hands now. Look, you pay respect to the dick and then you move about your business. It's just, you know, don't treat us as dumb. If you're making a movie about people making a snuff film, don't cut away whenever a girl's uh, nipple's about to be yeah, shown. Yeah, just kill one bitch <laughs> and, be in, you know, make your movie. It's the Megan is missing problem. This whole movie is teasing the dark side of humanity and the, the willingness to film brutal acts and then you cut away during the brutal act it's like well what are we doing here yeah so here no we we get the brutal act we get a floppy dick immediately and i'm gonna go ahead and call this maybe one of the best eggs one of the few examples i could think of when i actually spend time thinking about this of a in-world camera slasher they kind of hit all the tropes our lead is a precarious wait no precocious Mm -hmm. young woman and uh, we have a masked killer because what ends up happening is, you know, no, it was a COVID. When you know, <laughs> when uh, when you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back at you, which is the first thing I always think of whenever you're dealing with internet horror. But this one, they kind of deliver on it. We get a cast of characters. It's kind of a who done it. You're like, who's behind this? It has to be somebody. She's got a little bit of a love triangle going on. There's a dorky uh, tech guy who's into her, but she's got a boyfriend named Damien. Ooh, red oh. flag. And he Sorry. wants to hang out with her, but she's so caught up in her work. And um, and loves Damien Dick that he puts on chat roulette. Exactly. Uh, there was also a puppet dick in here. Oh, not my puppets come. No, not a puppet with a phallus. A phallus that is a puppet, and it oh. actually projected, uh, you know, the life giving seed. Oh, that's very entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, you could tell maybe production spent some money on it. That's why it showed up three different times in this movie. <laughs> Did they get an extra star, dude? I don't know. I liked it, but it felt a little um, betraying of the craft. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I thought. How'd you feel about Puppet Dick? I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, perfect. All right. Um. So yeah, what do I want to talk about here, Kevin? There's a moment in this movie. Uh, So first off, our lead, she needs to stop recording everything. She's got her laptop with her all the time. And in a way that when she lays down in bed, it's there with her. Um, Elizabeth Benton is our character. She is the perfect cast for this, too. She looks young, but she's an adult. And Oksana went, I thought this was a child. And I'm like, you know, when you're thinking about having a... um, a female protagonist go into chat roulette. That seems like ripe ground. Yeah. Like you look like you're too young to be here. How do people react? But again, we don't actually deal with that. It's just something for an audience to like chew on. Uh, There's a moment where, uh, again, this has been out for 11 years now. I'm going to get a little spoilery. Her boyfriend sends her a message. Now everything is done through this fucking chat. And they really use the frame. They use the frame in a way that made me think of um, uh, our boy Costanza, Mike the hell's the name of his movie collingswood tape like it feels very frame active where now when we see in world camera films they kind of have the 
I guess it's more authentic where you're not really thinking about the frame. Yeah. I think the filmmaking, the cinema of doing in-world camera is that you hide the fact that you're thinking about the frame. Here they were hyper aware and it pays off. Well, uh, her boyfriend messages her while uh, he's walking and she takes a phone call and she rolls over and he's like, of course I should have known. And then it's a horror movie and it's found footage. So we get some software distortion. Well, she does what I think is hilarious, a little like CSI bit where she hires a dude to remove the artifacting from the software distortion. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and break it to y'all. That's not a real thing. Yeah. You can't do this. So they, she went in and removed all of the, the colorful pixels off of the footage and revealed a masked killer behind be the boyfriend. <laughs> it is, um, it's a fantastic little moment. And other than that, other than that weird... Well, they've been doing that on, like, NCIS for, for 30 sure. years. What I'm talking about is to, like, zoom in. Enhance. In, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you can't do that. Unless you have, like, 8K footage, and then you're like, you still really can't do that. Um, other than that, this movie almost predicted the future. I highly recommend, if you haven't seen it, go watch The Den now. And just see how well they kind of nailed the culture of the internet. And I mean, even to today in 2024, they have a lot, like at one point she sees a video and she's convinced it's a real murder. So she goes to the police and just like now, do we have any idea what the police fucking do with internet crime? I feel like they're still trying to figure it out. And uh, they portray that pretty well. Like they're, they're like, how do you know it's not fake? Do you know the guy? Do you know the girl in this? No. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll note it. And if anybody else had, a hit like that. We'll look into it. So she goes to the board of um, the den, which is the program. And she posts about it. So a bunch of people are commenting in there exactly what you would imagine on a internet forum. And I don't know. They, they nailed it. Um, what else do I want to talk about here? She at one point decides that she's going to be victimized by this person because uh, they've picked off a couple of her real life friends. So what do you do? You buy a gun, right? She's like, I'm not fucking around. Like, this is some, maybe she's not a survivor girl because this is not usually the road they go down. But you buy a gun, and much like all of you who listen to this show that handle guns, and then I make a little joke about Glucktoberfest, and I get a bunch of DMs about, do not do that. You need to come out with me. We need to go to the uh, woods for a week, and you're going to, yes, multiple DMs. I haven't done it yet. Glucktoberfest is coming, though. Um, She turns to YouTube. It's way far away. It is kind of far away. It's like a year away. She goes to YouTube and watches a how to load a Glock video. Oh, boy. And let me tell you, the one thing they got, which, I mean, it's an editorialized version. Was the video done by Turner Clay? Dude, the video was done by a dude who had uh, the Beyonce country music in the background. Oh, boy. And he's like, here's how we load a Glock. And I'm like, is a Glock even like a hick gun? Probably not. Like, I imagine he'd have like a long gun or something, but... He's just like, you take the bullet, you put it in the magazine. One. And I'm like, this is the most uninformative <laughs> fucking video. He talks about the slide and chambering around. And then he fires it. And the whole time I kept thinking, this is the most inauthentic thing. Because probably like most Hollywood, they don't know anything about guns. Yeah. So the dude filming it fires the gun, but in profile. I'm like, I've seen a lot of videos where people are like firing off weapons. It's always, they're, they're filming their target. Because that's part of the video. It's like, hey, let me uh, shoot from the hip on this old style revolver and hit these five. Yeah, this dude was just like, here we go. All right, end of video. Yeah. 
And uh, I thought it was charming. It's completely wrong, but it is charming. Um, anything else I want to mention here? Uh, it did miss out on a chat format. Everything is screen life except for the very end. So we stay... We stay in in camera until, until the very, very end. What happens? And it... I... I immediately had a nostalgic moment where that would be a make or break moment for me where I'm like, you made it across the fucking finish line. And then you walked back and you fucking called foul on yourself or something like you blew it at the end. And it really didn't, it it didn't do anything because now the thing about screen life is it's whose perspective are we looking at? They do a cool little thing at the end. And you're like, oh, okay. Like now in 2024, we've seen it already, but mm-hmm. it was still worked. But then we do a thing where we pull back from the screen and there's like a dot, a guy like, oh, I'm looking and I'm, and I got to order to get this full snuff video. And then a door opens. And he's like, hey, daddy, what are you doing? He's like, hey, get out of here, son. And it's like, do we need that? Like it already was clear. Like the slasher in this is wearing a jumpsuit and he feels very like very uh, they're lampshading Michael Myers. Like, okay. and Michael Myers is the, the, the shape he said he could be anybody. And I'm like, okay, I get it. This is all being translated like properly. And then at the end, it's like you double down on that. We didn't need it. That's my one hair splitting complaint. Honestly, I think this is kind of a pillar of uh, found footage movies. Uh, look for it in future retros and off as I am. Uh, I'm really into this one. Um, the yep. den. I think I'm gonna give it 11. Whoa. I think the only reason I can't give it a 12 is because me 10 years ago would have came. You would have built a time machine and uppercutted myself now. Cause that it is jarring. And I know, I know we've gotten better as in world camera fans, but watch that movie and try not to think, why did you do this? Like, just cut that shit out. Yeah. And I think they were trying to hit a 90-minute mark. Again, one of the best things about found footage, uh, this is only an hour and 19 minutes long. Love it. Yeah, perfect. Perfect when you're trying to cram in movies for a show. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's it. How did you watch it? Um, it's on. It's, first, it's on every platform. According to the internet, I actually couldn't find it on Amazon Prime, but uh, it's on Tubi right now. And Tubi, I'm going to tell you, there's a weird uh, conversation going on with the Tubi commercials. There's a moment in this where we have directional lighting. We're exploring a fucked up building and it's building tension. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the ad thing pop up and it almost turned into a countdown to a moment where I'm like, fuck, what's going to happen in five seconds? (laughs) So it actually heightened the tension for me. And then we cut to a commercial that I, I don't remember, and we came back. But You've been too be brainwashed. Yeah, I don't know. It's the new reality, man. It's new cable. It Every, everybody's got commercials now. and uh, It's true. What do we do now? <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. It's like that barrier has been broken now. Yeah. Because like that was the thing that kind of kept Tubi on the sidelines. Yeah. But now there's, there's commercials everywhere. There's like, you know, Tubi's been a thing this whole time. Yeah. Why don't we check it out? Also, and if, and if you're into those things, so like, you know, if you're looking for old stuff, like, why not? You know, it's, it's good to have, uh, you know, these different types of uh, places to land. Yeah. Except you got to pay for the other one still. Yeah. So it's like Tubi's just better. With Tubi and then Plex. Uh, I do a little Plex. And you do? Then, uh, yeah. Tubi, Plex, and uh, I think there's another one. 
Okay. Yeah. Plex, people keep telling me about that. I haven't, I haven't ventured there. And Canopy. Y'all get a library card. Go jump on Canopy. They got cool shit. Um, did you hear about Netflix is going to start having premium content? No, like you like if you don't have if you don't pay it randy can you check this for me i heard that thanksgiving eli ross movie's coming yeah but it's almost behind a paywall like if you're it's not there pay- already isn't it is it yeah i just i read an article that said they're gonna start separating some content and if you're not paying enough you don't get access to it where i'm like i mean okay it's but out, man yeah it's wild i we got too much shit anyway. Like that's going to be, that's the ultimate thing is there's just too much. It's too many cooks. Yeah. I just want to cancel everything and then live on YouTube. The problem is it's hard to find shit on YouTube. So please keep recommending. I love all y'all. Um, female bag is one of my favorite things, especially when it's in physical form with a foreign uh, paranormal activity. All right. I'm done. I promise. 11 stars for the damn. Yeah. I well, shoot. Show. I loved it. All right. All right. Well, we did it. We're right here at the timeline of uh, Russell's hard on. Oh, wait. Nope. I did, I did it wrong. <laughs> How did you know, dude? Russell's hard out, my hard on. I don't know about Randy's hard on, but mine, mine left a long time ago. Same. See, the towers. <laughs> oh, sorry. The towers fell at the same time. I couldn't hold that back. All right. Uh, yeah. $4.99. Uh, we won't have it. Are you out of your mind? Sorry, I've seen a lot of commercials lately. Uh, no episode this Thursday, but we will bring you the 500th episode on next Tuesday. So we'll see you next Tuesday. See what I did there? <laughs> see, we uh, we constructed our entire release schedule so that I could say, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Randy Michael. Why don't you leave our listeners with some uh, words of wisdom and thought and and uh, whatever you want. Sure, yeah. Uh, check out Tokyo Toilets. Check out Egg Salad <laughs> Sandwiches. Uh, check out Albert Burney and his film Strawberry Mansion. It's very good. I talked about it here a couple of years ago. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I'm going to let my voice rest. So we'll see you next Tuesday, as Clark already said. Good job, Randy. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.